In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Passion Sunday always finds us in the eighth chapter of the Gospel of John. It begins with the dramatic encounter with the woman caught in the sin of adultery. It concludes with the Pharisees being even more exasperated by what our Lord said about Abraham. These days leading up to our Lord's passion and death, which find us in the temple or outside the temple, were punctuated in other Gospels by the fig tree that our Lord cursed. A fig tree does not appear in John's Gospel. A fig tree is mentioned once in the beginning of the Gospel when he encounters the Apostle Nathaniel. But instead, St. John's Gospel offers us the living example of the woman caught in the sin of adultery. Both in the story about the gardener and the fig tree and in our Lord cursing the fig tree, it is very clear that our Lord has the power to judge, and he will judge. He has the power to condemn. But he wants us to live. He wants us to thrive. In the story that our Lord told about the fig tree, the gardener said, let's give it one more year. Let's dig around it, loosen the soil, water it, feed it, fertilize it, give it another year. If after a year it's bearing no fruit, then, then we can cut it down. Our Lord encountering the woman caught in the sin of adultery at the beginning of John chapter 8 is the living embodiment of that same mystery. But our Lord isn't just saying, this time I'm letting you off the hook. You have a little more time to get your affairs in order. Nor is he simply telling her, just stop sinning on your own. Go Fix yourself, and then then you can be my follower. The Lord will do everything he can to bring those of us who are dead back to life. Till the soil, water, feed, fertilize. And how will he do that? St. Paul explains it in this ninth chapter of the letter to the Hebrews. He came as high priest of the good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation, neither by the blood of goats or of calves, but by his own blood entered once into the holies, having obtained eternal redemption. It is by his blood we are brought back to life. It is by being nourished with his body, blood, soul, and divinity, that we have life that lives forever. There's no other means of salvation. Next Sunday, Palm Sunday, is a day of very, very brief homilies. Today, then, is a last opportunity for us to be reminded, to be made alert of what is about to happen 
and how we need to approach and enter into these sacred mysteries. The church has been without flowers now for over four weeks. But we even cover some of the sacred images to make it that much more deliberate on our part to find the Lord, to seek him out. And so the woman who is not condemned is seemingly sent away, go and sin no more. But how will it be possible for her to go and sin no more unless she comes back to him? Unless she decides to follow him? And this just in the days leading up to the path of the way of the cross. Following him will not mean immediately seeing great Great miracles and thousands of people fed miraculously. Following him will mean suffering and enduring similar ridicule by virtue of association with him. And if we persevere and follow him all the way to the cross and remain with him, we will experience what our Lord said to the Pharisees that outraged them even more than his handling of the woman caught in the sin of adultery. If we keep his word, we will be set free. Not only set free, if we keep his word, we will not see death. And so the Lord is giving us one more opportunity found in sin. He permits us to be saved, healed, forgiven, reconciled. If at the end of our time, we're found not in the state of grace, he will send us away. He is our judge. But he wants us to live. He wants us to live and suffer with him now so that one day we can live and reign with him in heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.